Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, the show. My name is Ben. My name is Noel Noel. Noel what, what are we doing here? What is I, this? I just thought it was a cool cadence for Ridiculous History. Oh, I see what you did there. You said the name of the show mm-hmm. so people know what they're listening to. <laughs> yes, yes. For everyone who is in such a rush to hear the latest episode that they haven't bothered to read the title and aren't sure what show they're listening to, you are in the right place. And write in. Let us know. Should we do an entire show, a rhyming show, where we're just like the whole thing rhymes? I think I don't know if we have the bandwidth to pull that off, Ben. I bet we could pull it off, though, Noel. We would just have to take it slow at first and eventually accept that some rhymes will be better and some will be worse. You know what? That's a good way to approach life. <laughs> it is true indeed. It is true indeed. This is, of course, the show where we look at all the strange, fascinating, at times silly, and often ridiculous stories of yesteryear. And this one that that you found was completely new information to me. I had no idea. And Noel and I have talked about – oh, and also uh, shout out to our super producer, Casey Pegram. Hey, Casey. We got a thumbs up. He's in a good mood today. Uh, Noel and I have talked often about these strange cockamamie assassination attempts that sound like there's something out of uh, Naked Gun. You mean just like in our spare time? <laughs> yeah, it comes up. It comes- what is spare time? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I love the Naked Gun movies. Um, what I always think about is all of the kind of uh, James Bond-esque devices that were already so ridiculous. They barely needed to be satirized, but uh, the Naked Gun always managed to kind of take it to uh, another level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the truth of the matter is that in decades past, 
with the emergence of modern intelligence agencies or their precursors from, let's say, call it after World War One through World War Two and on and on to the present day, uh, we saw this rise in very, what should we call them, out, out of the box plans to assassinate world leaders. Probably one of the most famous examples for this for most people, it would be uh, the CIA's plans and their various attempts to either humiliate, undermine or assassinate Fidel Castro. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are some of the weird things they tried there? I mean, the one you think of is like practically a prank uh, that you would play on, you know, an unsuspecting uh, uh, friend who smokes lots of cigars. The old exploding cigar trick. You think about it from like Looney Tunes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always thought of it as, you know, like a little haha. But no, if there was like thermite in that thing, it'd, it'd take your head off. <laughs> right. And what we found was that Fidel Castro and the CIA are not unique entirely. And what you introduced me to is today's topic, a very strange story about former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. And it's cool because there's actually a, a biopic coming out about Churchill uh, with the uh, absurdly talented Gary Oldman portraying um, Mr. Churchill. So Churchill was one of the first European leaders that was – vehemently opposed to Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. It sounds like kind of like a no-brainer, but it was there, you know, there was sort of a, uh, I don't know, not a don't ask, don't tell policy, but kind of like a let's see what happens kind of policy. And Churchill, you know, really took up the mantle of this is a humanitarian crisis. This is an issue of um, good versus evil and sort of framed the UK as being on the good side, um, his broadcasts really boosted the the nation, the the whole mindset of the nation, um, and who were pretty freaked out by what Hitler would be capable of, and as a result, Hitler. And his, you know, goon squad. There we go. Uh, really, really wanted to put an end to this man. Eh, but how how do you how do you do a thing like that? I mean, Churchill was incredibly insulated. You know, he, as you know, any leader of a nation is constantly under surveillance, kept under lock and key. You know, mm-hmm. uh, how are they going to reach a guy like that? Right. One of the most protected non-royal family members in the in the kingdom. In yeah, the but he was actually like working, you know, you'd think they would protect him more. They just kind of prop up the <laughs> queen and, you know, and just kind of trundle her out during, uh, you know, mm-hmm. events. <laughs> Smile and wave. Oh, boy. Uh, so in 2012, we finally learned what they were planning and oh, buddy, is it weird. Yeah, this is not a thing that was like super common knowledge until a uh, letter or a few letters, a, ham- a parcel of letters, shall we say, was unearthed um, bearing a, a secret stamp. It's a little, little on the nose, isn't it? You just like, <laughs> don't look at this. It's secret. Shh. Hey, okay, that's, I'm, I'm going to open that right on up. Uh, and it, the letter was um, commissioned by a, uh, a Lord Victor Rothschild, um, who was an MI5 senior intelligence chief. Now, Ben, is this the Rothschild of the Rothschild Rothschilds? That was a mouthful. Yeah, related to, uh, for sure. Big, powerful family mm-hmm. uh, from from the UK 
far-reaching political control and even to this day uh, influence over the banking system of the UK and politics, correct? Mm -hmm. Financial clout for sure. Lord Victor Rothschild during peacetime was a scientist and a key member of the Rothschild banking dynasty when he wrote – so he wrote this letter to a talented illustrator that he was aware of named Lawrence Fish. Such a good British name. Mm-hmm. And in, on May 4th, 1943, Lord Victor Rothschild uh, wrote to Mr. Fish and asked him to draw poster-sized images of a particular type of chocolate for the purposes of warning the public to be on the lookout. A nice chalky. <laughs> you ever seen that episode of Monty Python where they have the – there's a candy company that has an assortment and they're all really unpleasant like one of them. It's called like the the nougat surprise and then you bite into it. It shoots out bolts through either cheek, piercing them from the inside and there's one that's the crunchy frog that is, has, a, has a, an actual tiny uh, amphibian inside of it and the crunch comes from the crunch of its bones. Uh, this particular device would be quite at home in that assortment. Because one of the devices that was sketched out by Mr. Fish was a chocolate bar containing a layer within that when snapped would explode. That's right. You see, Lord Victor Rothschild had received word of a possible Nazi plot to kill Winston Churchill by smuggling this chocolate into the war cabinet's dining room. And this war cabinet here is a group of people. It's right. not a specific cabinet. I just now I'm picturing Winston Churchill getting up at three in the morning in his skivvies and then walking to the war cabinet to get chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he had some fine, fine silk pajamas. Oh, I'm that's certain of it. You're probably right. No, you're probably right. The uh, treat in question, this chocolate bar, uh, was finally wrapped in black and gold paper and la labeled uh, Peter's Chocolate. And here's the thing. It wouldn't have aroused suspicion, at least the Nazis hoped, because it wasn't a fake chocolate bar. It was actually chocolate. And they put a lot of thought into this. Right. According to a British spy who actually firsthand got a look at this uh, exploding delicacy, um, he was able to draw the first artist's rendering of it. And what it was was a steel plate, a very thin steel plate covered by a thin layer of dark chocolate. And as I said before, when the chocolate bar was broken along those those nice uh, square lines where you can get you a little piece, you sure. know, snap. You want to snap it because it's tempered chocolate. We'll get into that in a second. Mm -hmm. um, that would detonate the device, and only then that is when there was a canvas strap that connected to the explosive inside, and only once you broke it could you actually see it. Mm. It had a seven-second delay following that uh, very satisfying snap and apparently was a powerful enough explosive that the effects could be felt for uh, several meters in all directions. 
Right. And this was uh, a high-powered explosive. Yeah. And in all the research uh, about this, I couldn't find specific mention of the type of explosive used. But in this uh, cache of drawings uncovered from Mr. Fish, there there were multiple drawings of of various devices. Exactly. One of which looked sort of a military issue crockpot, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, where there was a false bottom and it had uh, like, you know, peas and bangers and mash kind of dish on the inside. And it looks like it used thermite, which, uh, Ben, you can probably speak to this is a pretty powerful substance that can burn through steel and when ignited properly and used in a certain way can cause some serious carnage. Yeah, thermite is a composition of metal powder that could be a fuel, a metal oxide. The thing with thermite is when you ignite it with heat, it undergoes a pretty intense exothermic reduction, oxidation or redox, mm. if you want to be cool with the oh, I do. the explosive crew, uh, <laughs> a redox reaction. And most varieties of this stuff are not explosive. They just create brief bursts of heat and high temperature in a small area. But you can make it explosive, uh, and that's what you'll see. They, that's how you can make like uh, thermite hand grenades and stuff like that. So it, it can be weaponized. And I guess because we're dealing with such a thin um, and small item, mm-hmm. like I said, even though I didn't see specific mention of thermite in the chocolate bar drawing, it was in some of the other uh, drawings in this cache of, of, of illustration. So mm-hmm. um, let us know if you've heard anything beyond um, this speculation. But uh, the point is this could – really do some serious damage, especially if you're holding it close to your face. Mm-hmm. It would, you know, cause a blast that would, uh, you know, could, of course, kill you. Right. And this chocolate bar, in in our our opinion, was one of the strangest devices, but it was, as, as we had said, one of several. There's the military mess tin, uh, and there are a couple of different diagrams, I believe, of the chocolate, which you can view online. Uh, there's a historian named Nigel West who, in speaking with the BBC, said that he believes Rothschild probably paid out of pocket for these diagrams. Uh, this, j- just for context with Lord Victor Rothschild, it's not like he was hard up for the scratch Mm-mm. or the cheddar. But he was a good uh, a good citizen. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, a very what's the word uh, patriotic individual mm-hmm. and wanted to use his wealth um, for the greater good. And he was, I guess, sort of more of a consultant, I guess, or like a board member of some kind. Yeah, he just for pers- didn't draw a salary, right? Just for perspective, uh, when MI five was scouting out some offices to locate in Paris, he said, you guys, just use one of my mansions. Mm, I got a few. Yeah, you got you – kick, Kicking around. Totally yeah. use the Paris mansion. Exactly. And so once Fish completed the illustrations and sent them to Rothschild, he liked them so much that he had <laughs> – he had one framed in his home library. Again, this is top secret stuff. And then he put the remaining prints in storage. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts of a spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right. No, it's it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. So, when these letters were found, when this parcel of letters was found in 2012, historians around the world wondered, well, what happened to the illustrations? Because at first, they only found the letters. But then super recently, in early September of 2015, um, some of the members of the Rothschild family were sorting through some documents, and they found the drawings. And experts consider them pretty incredible for pre-digital graphics. These are like hand-drawn kind of cross-sections of diagrams of all these different devices. And actually here in the How Stuff Works offices in Atlanta, Georgia, Pond City Market, we have um, a bunch of framed illustrations that are right along these lines. We've got one that shows a gas mask Mm -hmm. in cross-section and all the different layers of that. We have one that shows, I believe, like a a Nerf gun or, or something like that. Super Soaker. Super Soaker. That's what it is. Yeah, but very similar in style and not an easy feat to do accurately by hand, um, especially, you know, in, in, in those days. And we're yeah, we're huge fans of cutaway diagrams. If you have any really cool ones, please send them to us because we will we'll just look at them for fun. We literally want to know how stuff works. It's true. And so the chocolate bar drawing in particular was was seriously compelling mm-hmm. uh, because it really could actually work um, because, you know, people like a nice tasty chocolate treat and the bar was designed to detonate um, using minimal effort from the individual consuming said treat, right? So right. like all you got to do is do that thing you're going to do anyway. Give it a snap. You don't have to do anything special. It won't it feel unusually difficult. doesn't have to be any particular uh, line, right? Because right. the whole thing runs throughout the whole bar. So mm. it could be like, you know, breaking in half or just breaking off a little piece. Yeah. And so this kind of strategy, this spycraft espionage uh, was very common on the German side. They were super into it. Oh, and I forgot to mention Lawrence Fish. The reason he got hit up for this, he was the son of one of the three MI5 counter-sabotage agents at the time. 
So there was a family relation there too. He wasn't – I don't think Rothschild was just you know flipping through a magazine and said, ah, now this is the guy. Mm. Let me just ask him this weird question. There's another weird detail I'll add about Churchill at the end. But as, as Noel said, uh, they've, we found these documents quite recently when the Rothschild family were sorting through stuff on the estate in September 2015. And you have to wonder – how strange and fascinating that cave of wonders must be. Yeah, look at this uh, trove, treasures untold. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Gadgets and gizmos as a plenty. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's significant too that the Germans did not use milk chocolate. They didn't use white chocolate. They used dark chocolate. And that is because of the way chocolate in a chocolate bar, and dark chocolate in particular, has to be tempered. So what's the deal with tempering, Ben? Right. Okay, tempering chocolate is essentially melting it and then stirring it vigorously as it cools. Pastry chefs know all about this. I learned about it pretty recently because my daughter is a big fan of this uh, new pastry uh, cooking show on Netflix called Zumbo's Just Desserts <laughs> and also the, the Great British Bake Off where tempering chocolate is hugely important when they're making decorations or things that have to stand up to pressure mm-hmm. or like, you know, chocolate shapes that they then put on cakes or decorate the sides with it because otherwise it will not hold its shape and it will melt all over the place. The same is true for a chocolate bar. In order to be able to hold it and have it be you know, uh, manipulatable and break on those lines of demarcation, the chocolate has to be tempered correctly. Right. And one of the questions would be why, why tempered chocolate? So I propose that we take a page from our good friends, Lauren and Annie, over at our sister show, Food Stuff. And we'll talk uh, just briefly about the food science here. The short answer for why you would want to temper chocolate is that chemically, it's composed of several different tiny crystals, six to be exact. Of these six, there are there's one desirable type, and they're called beta crystals. Developing and forming these crystals is what makes, that's the key to the good chocolate. So the one in comparison would be like a cup of chicken stock. It might seem homogenous, uniform mm-hmm. throughout, but the fat's going to rise to the surface. Sure. And when uh, chocolate is an emulsion, but if you warm and melt it, you break the emulsion as it cools, cocoa butter rises to the surface, unattractive, but harmless. And sometimes that even makes people throw away the chocolate. We can briefly laundry list the reasons you would you would temper chocolate. Avoid fat and sugar bloom, you know, those white streaks or blotches on the surface. You raise the melting temperature of the finished chocolate so it doesn't melt on contact with your fingers, which would be super awkward if someone's like, hey, what is it? Why is there canvas at this bar? Uh, it preserves, you know, the keeping quality, cools it quickly, and it gives it that classy Glossy, shiny. Makes pants. it pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you're using it like a, like a pastry chef would use it. And the final most important thing, not just for pastry chefs, but for <laughs> would-be Nazi assassins, again, would-be Nazi assassins, is that tempering chocolate gives it that capacity for that crisp, clean snap. I had to pop the P for emphasis there. Yeah, it was a good, good, you're a good pee popper. Good thing we got these nice uh, – uh, popper stoppers mm-hmm. on our mics here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I hope I didn't set it up too much at the top of the show to sound like this was a successful attempt because everyone's like, I don't remember hearing about any exploding chocolate bars and attempts on uh, Winston Churchill's life. Yeah, because it didn't really happen. Um, the, these were beta tests <laughs> at the very best, right? Mm-hmm. These drawings. But my question to you, Ben, is, these drawings were commissioned by the British government based on technology the Nazis 
may have had. Um, how, how, where, what's the connection there? Reported by a British spy who go. was embedded on the German side. And because of this, this is part of the story that they don't emphasize too much. It's just a funny little detail. So the British spy was actually the first one to draw the diagram. Uh, let's say, I don't want to, I don't want to cast too much aspersion on the guy, but let's say he was stressed and maybe a little distracted with sure. his other stuff because apparently the first drawing he made was just garbage. Terrible. Yeah. yeah it was like a dumpster fire of I got candy bar drawings. But then Fish mm-hmm. was past those documents and was able to um, get a little more uh, granular and uh, detailed with it. So I just have this picture in my head of Lord Rothschild reading the messages from the spy and going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, quite, quite, and then going, oh, no, it's a very poor sketch. Why, this won't do one bit. And then, you know, who's who has the boy who draws? Someone send a, someone send a memo to the boy. The boy. I hope he addressed it, dear the boy. Yes, of course, that's how they refer to uh, their underlings. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. Big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. (laughs) Well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. I hope we've done a a pretty good job establishing the worry uh, that they were tackling at this time or that they were addressing because as 
well, I hate to overuse the word, Noel, but as ridiculous as it sounds today in 2017, this was a very real concern. This was quite possibly a way to kill the prime minister. Absolutely. And in looking through these uh, these drawings, the thing that, that occurred to me was, you know, think about what happens when we go through airport security. Now we got to take out our laptops. There's all kinds of like they have to we, have, we can't have, you know, hair gel or certain types of liquid because the technology now and the um everyday objects that it could be embedded in are much more complex. These drawings and these devices are very, very analog and very um, just practical and functional. And it required, you know, a physical uh, touch to actually detonate, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to being done by remote or being integrated into the circuitry of a phone or a computer or something like that. So this, but this was cutting edge for the time, right? Sure. Yeah. This stuff, I really appreciate you saying that because this stuff is all, mechanical there's no there's no sort of electronic wizardry or sorcery going on here we also want to tell you about uh just a couple of the other items noel i think you mentioned that army mess kit that does look like a crock pot Mm -hmm. uh they also had a motor oil can with explosives inside you know maybe not maybe that's a little too on the nose since motor oil is already a dangerous thing around fire uh one of the ideas, going back to the historian Nigel West, that Germany was focusing on was destroying ships that would reach the United Kingdom so they could deprive Britain of foodstuffs. And this would be, you know, this is almost like a siege mentality at totally. that point. And we say this because, sure, killing the prime minister of an enemy country would be a, tr- a setback. Yeah, yeah. To say uh, the least, it's a tremendous coup, right? But if you really want to shut down the entire country, then do something that affects everybody. So they were really focusing on trying to sink or destroy the ships while they were out at sea. And um, according to an article on the BBC that we found from Nick Higgum, the chocolate bar might have been the most bizarre explosive device that they found in these drawings. But – the one that was probably potentially the most effective involved a timer, very intricate timer that would go off after 21 days and involved a rotating disc. And at the top, it says in bold letters, do not unscrew here. And at the very bottom, equally bold, according to this article, unscrew here first. So, <laughs> you know, very important to get those timers right to assure that the ship went down well out of range of any kind of help. Yeah, and devious, right? Ingenious, too. Big time. Uh, and, you know, if we're being objective about it, that's some really impressive engineering. Oh, yeah. We we do have, I think, a cool place to close here uh, that I think you'll enjoy. And one of these things might be a surprise for you, Noel. You'll be happy to know, friends and neighbors, that Lawrence Fish went on to become quite a successful designer, graphic artist, Right. And he had a long and rewarding career. What I probably should have mentioned at the top, and this is going to be the last fact for me regarding this story, is that Winston Churchill himself believed he had another layer of protection in addition to the state security forces, in addition to the power of the United Kingdom's military. You see. Winston Churchill believed that he heard voices and he would obey what those voices told him to do. And he was convinced on several occasions that it had saved his life. 
And it's a very, it's a very strange kind of Halloweeny anecdote to add there. Uh, he would hear the voices telling him in sort of a bicameral mind thing almost, sit here, do this, scoot over here, and followed it without question all uh, those days. I would call that uh, intuition, but that's just me. He was very specific that it was a golden voice that he would hear. Interesting. I wonder if it told him to keep drinking. Uh, probably did. Oof. And uh, I wonder if it plays into um, Gary Oldman's depiction of him in this upcoming film, Churchill, which uh, we will have to go see. Yes, we can only hope. Uh, we are off today to uh, fanboy a little bit about the flawed but amazing historical figure known as Winston Churchill, who famously and perhaps unknowingly to himself avoided death by chocolate. <laughs> Ooh, I was holding on to that reference for a while. That's good. I think there's like a that's like a fancy like TGI Fridays style uh, you know molten lava chocolate cake. I think that's, that's, that's <laughs> is that, that really that, no thing? death by chocolate? Absolutely, that exists as a thing. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite uh, delicious uh, treat, um, explosive or otherwise? Write us at ridiculous at how stuff works and let us know. You can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram. Still working on that vision board for Pinterest. It'll come one day, mm-hmm. um, but not today, my friends. And uh, we hope you join us on another day for another installment of Ridiculous History. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you. We where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.